Welcome to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. I'm Bry Guy. I'm Jason. Today's episode, The X-Men Adventure. Hey, good to see your smiling face, Bry Guy. And your, you too, Jason. It's, your... it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. It's, it's so good to be back doing this. I um I I've missed it, but I, I understand with very good reason why we yeah. had to take a hiatus. <laughs> yeah. So you know, for the listener at home who may be just finding the show or maybe uh suddenly you know never never unsubscribed and suddenly found a, a new show in their feed there um mm-hmm. the thing is we were we were kind of we were planning a hiatus after we finished the amazing friends series which we have two right. episodes to go and right. then what happened is my uh sort of paternity leave started early <laughs> when my Surprise. when my son was born uh, my second son was born mm-hmm. about uh 4 weeks ahead of time and we right. were like well it's that's that's pretty much that and that's that's uh, i was I was in the proverbial shit for the whole summer, you know? <laughs> Your spidey senses were at an all-time low. Yeah. Oh, man. Let <laughs> yeah, me tell you. It, it's, it's funny, and I, I don't know if I ever asked you this directly, so I'll ask you on the podcast. Yeah. I believe that you texted me when Kim, your wife, was in birth, was in labor. Is that correct? Well, we were in the hospital, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. where did I rank on who you texted? Like, was I bottom of list, I hope? Or was I like, were you thinking, before I even tell her parents and mine, I got to I gotta tell Brian. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> no, no. You were, um, <laughs> you, the, the thing is, Brian, if you, um, it, you know, when you, uh, when you are having a baby. Yeah. And you go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you are, you know, not the person who is, uh, physically gestating the fetus. Right. right. Um, (laughs) you have a lot of sitting around time, (laughs) right? There's a lot of waiting. There's a lot of, there's a, there's, there are many hours of just sitting there waiting. So, um, Uh after you dispense with your notification of your, you know, immediate family and your parents and your, uh, your siblings, if you, if you care to, or, or what have you, after you kill those five minutes, after, yeah, after you do that, then you start going through your list and you're like, well, what am I going to do now? And you're like, and I, and one of the things I said, and this was very early, I said, well, I know I'm not going to be podcasting this week or any week in the near future. So I said, right. I better let Brian yeah, that well, we're you. not going to do that. Although we, I think we, I think we taped one more after the baby was born. Right, right. You referenced how tired you were. And that yeah, was like, yeah. I think when um, your second son there was maybe about two weeks old. It yeah, was yeah, it was very early. early. It was yeah. very early. Yeah. yeah, I was surprised we did that, and I think it was, yeah. and I think it was just because we had like it, it was like an episode we had already watched, and watched, we kind of yeah. we were kind of ready to tape, and we just didn't have a chance to record yet. But well, and and anyway, your wife, your children, they understood. They were like, "Dad, we understand. Mm-hmm. The podcast comes first. Yeah, yeah, we, exactly. We can't we can't let Brian <laughs> wait any longer to talk about an episode of Spider Man and his amazing friends. <laughs> oh gosh, but um. But no, I mean, in the in the interim here, uh, you know, we got uh, uh, we're we're well on our way. Our our mm-hmm. older boy now just he just had his uh, second birthday. Second birthday, I saw that. Happy birthday! Yes. Um, and that was that was fine and good. And uh, his little brother is you know just killing it and good. actually sleeping, which is nice. And we got no complaints, man. I mean, you know, we're, have we um have we started the contingency plan for when? They will take over one for me, one for you on the podcast. 
I, that discussion started in the in the home. I, I mean, I've yet. I've talked to uh, I, I've I've talked to Alex about it a little bit. Um, who is, Alex who, is the older? Who is my right. older one? Yeah. And I I actually I'm looking over to my left here because I've got some uh, you know just general office uh, mess and and things of that nature. I did learn for the first time today that he knows. Um, he knows what uh, the the computers are that are sitting around oh, here because okay. he said he he was in here with me earlier and he said yep top <laughs> <laughs> i had no idea he knew that word <laughs> wow good for him yeah <laughs> see then that's how it starts mm-hmm. soon he'll be saying yeah all right you got to work on your eq levels and let's let's do some editing and, and trimming up the end and yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's all happening Jason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and if i've not said yeah. it publicly congratulations on the arrival of your second team thanks and your, buddy and your lovely we're happy for you over here of course we appreciate it and um uh, you know, in the like I said, in the in the interim here, obviously uh, not a lot of uh, uh, spider uh, business uh, <laughs> to attend to or anything like that. Um, but I am really looking forward to the uh, the next Spider-Man movie. Yes. The uh, the kind of is it is have they said if it's like a conclusion to a Tom Holland trilogy? Usually They've, with the M- with these MCU movies, they do like three and then you know. However many more you want to right. kind of sign on for, right? As I don't an actor. think they've been that specific with it. Mm-hmm. They've been kind of hush hush about it. I just recently kind of figured out like the plot of it, kind of, sort of, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. with sort of what Marvel is doing now with Doctor Strange and the What If universe. Yeah, that yeah. Basically, that's why we know we're getting all of the the iterations of Spider-Man in the live action world well, um, the, in this one movie, right? The, the, the trailer that came out uh, mm-hmm. over the summer. And I don't think I, I don't think there's been more than one. I think it was just no, the one. You're, you're right. Just the one, yep. the one trailer. I mean, the, you saw everybody in that, right? right? I mean, right. like Even everybody, Dr. Octopus, Alfred mm-hmm. Molina, Dr. Octopus. Yeah. The, the, uh, we got, yeah. Jamie Foxx, Jamie Foxx, uh, Willem Dafoe. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, and like you said, all three of the um, movie era Spider-Man. Um, yeah. it, it's going to be very exciting. I, yes. I don't remember if I I heard if Emma Stone was in it or not. Is, is she in there too? I've not I've not heard, but mm-hmm, I would be surprised mm-hmm. if she's not. Especially yeah. if Kirsten Dunst is in it, mm-hmm. I would be surprised. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, it kind of feels like it's bringing in what we loved about into the Spider Verse, which to right. me was fantastic and yeah, now putting yeah. it into a live action with a little bit more grit and and um darker tones than a than a what i consider um into the spider-verse to be a little bit more whimsical and fun mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah, yeah whereas this is you know a little bit more serious but yeah, yeah it'll be yeah. cool to see everybody and mm-hmm. as as everyone on, that listens to the podcast and you know jason i play a very large part in that first um, yeah spider-man movie with with uh, willem dafoe right so far, I'm, I'm, su- I'm, I'm surprised you didn't call yet. Yeah. Yeah. You got a, I mean, I, obviously you, you know, you would have told us if you had been cast in this movie, you know, and, right, and, right. and we're going to reprise your, uh, my, your part, my, my role, right. Uh, man walking in background who looks at camera. Right. Right. <laughs> um, that role. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but, but I, know, I would, I would have expected at least an invitation to a premiere or a something. A red carpet event or mm-hmm. something. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't come out until December 17th. And as we're recording this, it's mid October. Uh-huh. So I'm still holding out hope that, you yeah. know, they, my agent must just be, you know, trying to reach me at an old email address or something. That's, <laughs> That's gotta be it. That's gotta be it. <laughs> they might Brian. have my old phone number from, from a few years back. Oh man. But, 
but yeah, that's, that's something to look forward to. I'm, I'm excited for it for sure. And one of the funny things like, you know, with the, between the, um, uh, rapid pace of procreation around here and the, um, uh, and the, and the pandemic, um, it feels like about a decade ago that the last Spider-Man movie was out, right? but right. it's like two years. It's like it, it basically yeah. just happened. Yeah. It, Cause it was after Endgame, right? Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Endgame, I think was in 2019, 2019. So yeah, exactly. You're exactly. right. Yeah, and, I, I know. I know. Two years ago feels like three decades ago. <laughs> and I and my my sister, who's a, a, another big Spider-Man fan, uh, she uh, mentioned to me uh, as soon as that trailer came out, she said, I really want to go and see this with you. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I realized the last movie that I saw in a theater was the previous Spider-Man movie. <laughs> you, you didn't see, was it Rise of Skywalker after it? No, no. That was before. Okay. No, that was before. Okay. That was yeah, that was earlier prob- in that summer. Yeah. You're probably right. Me too. Yeah. 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 Because, so yeah. Huh. Isn't that nuts? Well, yeah. And um I don't know about where you I I mean I know where you are, but I don't know what the theater situation is like where you are, but our theaters never closed. Oh they just okay. Interesting. Kind of showed less movies. Um mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, they're open and they're up and running and and now sort of the trend in in movie watching is they stream and they're in theaters on the same day right um, so right you make mm-hmm. the decision if you want to go out be around people or if you just want to stay home and not put pants on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but either way you're paying about the same price and, and i sure. know like black widow is out there and and the rings movie i've not seen either of those in the marvel world mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i know that those are available both on the on the disney plus as a premiere or in theaters. Sure, sure. I, I, and just as a matter of, you know, where we're at, uh, uh, lifestyle wise, I have not had a chance to watch the Black Widow movie yet. I really want to. Um, because, yeah, I think, and I believe now it's on just like, at, at, like you say, as we're taping here mid October, I'm pretty sure it's on just standard, uh, Disney, uh, plus, uh, subscription level now, uh, mm-hmm. like included with everything. Um, I haven't seen the Shang-Chi uh, and the Same. and the Ten Rings. I haven't seen it's it even on available Disney on Plus, streaming though. anywhere. Yeah, I don't think it is. I think you're right. I think that was mm-hmm. exclusively to theaters. Yeah, so. I'm very excited to uh, go to see or, or to, to have an opportunity to see that, though. Uh, all of the uh, reviews that I heard uh, were phenomenal. Um, uh, a, a guest uh, and friend of the show, uh, Sean McKeever, I remember uh, tweeting about oh. it pretty prolifically. Uh, when it uh, when oh, he good. when he went to see it and said it was just outstanding. So good, yeah. yeah I trust yeah. his opinion. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Yep, yeah. It's just it, it, the idea right now of sitting in a movie theater is foreign to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's been that long where it just feels like it would really be an event the St- first time I go. And you know? still skeeves me out a little bit, a like little, sitting yeah. like sitting next to strangers. Yes, in a in a theater. I you know I, I guess I would need to I, and. I haven't even thought about it because well, you have I have two small children. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, movie I'd nights have, are probably not the top of mind. <laughs> no, no, but I, I would really want to know what the you know what the lowdown is with uh, uh, sitting with people who are you know coughing all over themselves right, or whatever right. uh, when you're in a theater. But we'll yeah. we'll cross that bridge in December, of course. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Things can be different by then. It could. Hopefully in a good way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, on the smaller screen, though, too, um, you know, speaking of the Disney Plus, uh, the and I think you, you, you know, you alluded to it as we're 
thinking about this next movie because we've got the this whole multiverse concept going on in that what if animated show. Um, yeah. Pretty solid. I've I've yeah. gotten up through. I, I'm not all the way up to date, and, and I and I'm fairly certain the run is complete now. It I think is. there's the nine episodes. Aired. Yeah, I've watched the first six. And I think I'm right there with you. I think that the last one I watched was uh, What If Killmonger Saved yes, Tony Stark? Tony Stark. Yep, that's the mm-hmm. last one we watched, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and very solid. I, I'm, i you know me, I'm a sucker for time travel and, and alternate universes and things like that. So mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. on board. But I, I really do like the execution of it. And I really like the animation. It looks yeah, like yeah. a moving comic book. It's it, really it, cool. Yeah, but, yeah. And I, I have a feeling that they... They looked at how um, well received uh, again into the Spider Verse was. Yeah, yep. Which which was kind of in that same style. That I mean, the you know the the way that it's drawn is a little bit different, mm-hmm. um, but in that uh, like you say, sort of moving comic panel. Yeah. Uh, style that I think is really effective for telling those stories. I love how the MCU actors are voicing all their yes, characters. Yeah. That's that was really a, that cool. That was a surprise. I didn't mm-hmm. Ex- mm-hmm. expect that, but the although, cynic in me was like, "Oh, it must just be part of their contract." <laughs> although I don't think Tony Stark was Robert Downey Jr., was it? No, but they found a very good sound alike. Yeah, he sounded yeah. a lot like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. the dialogue from the 2000. Yeah, uh, I think he in that moment sounded just like him. But mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I think the only, at least from what I've seen, the only uh, representation we've had of our fearless Spider-Man was in the zombies episode. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he showed up anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't but, seen him, but all in all, I've really, I've really liked it. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that there's more than what I was telling Jeanette, my wife is that it feels like Marvel's um, answer to Twilight's. Oh, okay. Or, um, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Black mirror, like the yeah. sort of like alternate reality kind mm-hmm. of thing. And it's cool. They can do that now. Cause we're so familiar with the lore, the MC that they can play with the story. Yeah. Yeah. Bit. For sure. For sure. And they, you know, they've done, um, one of the things that I've appreciated about it is, you know, there's, there are these like, you know, 30 or so minute, uh, stories and they, they tie them in nicely to a sort of a moment in the MCU that, that everyone who's watching is going to be familiar with. And then at the end, they always, they always sort of end on a kind of a cliffhanger where they, where they sort of allude to that timeline continuing along and, and, and more action to come, you know, like whether it was, uh, whether it was like in that zombie episode where we had a, a zombie Thanos, um, with, with, (laughs) with, with had, had, uh, uh, like five of the six infinity stones. Right. 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 Um, yeah. But you're right. They don't like put a pretty bow on it and go, okay, now everything is reset back to one. Right, right. It, it mm-hmm. feels like these new timelines could splinter off and become their own mm-hmm. um, story. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I hope so because um, I'd love to see another season of this. From what I've heard of episodes that we have not seen, episodes seven, eight, and nine, mm-hmm. is that they are kind of all connected. Oh, so okay. I don't okay. know if it has a, a a real like final ending or if it's mm-hmm. just one longer story. So gotcha, gotcha. We'll we'll see. And I know we're all. Far behind, folks, but we got lives other than watching TV. Yeah, give us a yeah. break. We got we got things <laughs> happening. We got stuff yeah. happening. I mean, we're Absolutely. we're we're watching a, a TV show that's uh, you know forty years old for God's right. sake. Right. So, so give us a break to catch up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing not on TV yeah. that I wanted to talk about, and I thought you might have an interest in. I don't have it in the room, but I was able to find in a collected trade paperback. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know if you knew about this, but J.J. Abrams and his son wrote an arc in Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Um, I did not. I, co- it, I think I had heard that, but I one. didn't. Uh, I f- kind of forgot. Yeah. It's called Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Very, <laughs> very uh, creatively titled. Yeah. And yeah. I'm trying to think who he. Uh, um, so he wrote it with his son and uh, Jeff Abrams, I believe. Um, and okay. it is pretty good. It's not fantastic. And I wouldn't like highly recommend it, but it's it's pretty good for what it is. And it kind of makes you wonder like if Abrams ever did a Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. what it would, what it would be like. And it, it it's um, basically Spider-Man, Peter Parker's son finds out that he is Spider-Man or he was. Okay. Um, and everyone else kind of thought he had died, but he, Peter Parker goes into hiding and his okay. son figures out that he is in um, Spider-Man. Mm. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it has a gritty sort of darker edge because him and Mary Jane are divorced and there's death in it and things like that. Things yeah, you yeah. Things you certainly wouldn't see in Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Sure. Or even a lot of the comics, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was fun to read. And especially because it's all one story you can mm-hmm. read, you can know, you can read all in one sitting. So it was, yeah, yeah. it was fun. Nice. Nice. I like yeah. that. I like that. Yeah. Um, I'll have to, I'll have to give that a look. And that is, that's, uh, you said you, you picked up a physical copy of that, right? At your, at your local shop. At my there. local comic book store, Powers Comics. I'll give them a plug here <laughs> mm-hmm. in Green Bay. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they have them all quite, cause I think it's five or maybe six ep- uh, issues. Okay. So they just okay. put them all in one. And was yeah. it, and, and it was a one-off arc or was it like in the uh, uh, canonical sort of timeline? I yeah, I, I'm pretty sure because I also bought the first standalone issue by itself and it was labeled as Spider-Man number one. Gotcha, so gotcha. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it was just on its own thing. A one-off so, limited series or whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. As much as I love reading comics, especially Spider-Man, it's hard, Jason. There's amazing, there's spectacular, there's oh, Spider-Man 2099. I mean, it's just impossible. So that's it's... another thing that appealed to me. Yeah, <laughs> to yeah. Me, you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's, it's, tough to, it's tough to keep up on and you just kind of have to you know, roll with the punches and either be okay to dip in periodically or, uh, or, or just know that you're going to, you know, fall behind and, right. And look at collections later on or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. You'll never, you'll never catch up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, there's almost as many issues of comic books as there are of animated TV shows (laughs) of Spider-Man. They might be neck and neck. (laughs) It's right there. Right. Just right 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 there. there. So close. Oh, okay. well, that's, so, yeah, that's anything, all good. Any, any uh, other Spider-Man things you've been watching? I, I, I know your oldest is probably still too young to really care about Spider-Man, but are you introducing him yet or not yet? Uh, well, he has some Spider-Man pajamas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does he mm-hmm. know that it's Spider-Man on the pajamas? Uh, like, does he point? I don't think so. No. I don't, no. I don't think so. Although I, uh, it's, it's kind of funny. I see you where you're, you know, you're wearing a Marvel yeah. t-shirt. Of course. Um, yes. <laughs> and I have a, a Marvel t-shirt, which I believe is available at, uh, most, um, target stores, uh, <laughs> that just says uh, Marvel. And like the, there's e- each of the letters is like a silhouette yes. of an Avenger. You've worn this during the cast. I probably yes. have. Yes. And he can, um, uh, he can identify a couple of the characters on that shirt. And he does like to point to them and have me say their names the the one that he knows the best brian yeah. which i appreciate you know given given my personal history hulk <laughs> you know which of course is very e- very easy for a toddler to say hulk right w- one word one syllable mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right it's got he, a, it's got a strong at the end and yeah. he's the only yeah. one who's green you know yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's the other well, th- 
It's not too early introducing him to the Lufaringo. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> he can leave the room while he's transforming. It's it's okay. You won't judge. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. That's yeah. great, though. Hulk. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You'll have to get a video of, of him saying it sometime. I'd like to hear that. So, absolutely. Hulk. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but, you know, speaking of my, my past here and, and uh, thinking about the show again, um, this, this week's episode... Uh, the X-Men Adventure, this was hands down my favorite episode of Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends when I was growing up. Sure. Like, I Just because I like I, I sought it out in, in pirated form uh, in the nascent days of, uh, you know, illegal torrenting when everybody was doing it, you know, and uh, yeah. like 20 years ago. Right. And right. Be- uh, before before we had streaming, basically. before we had streaming and, and, right. and everything. And um, I, I, I've I've seen this episode, Brian, at least two dozen times. Wow. I, I've seen it often. So before this podcast project. Yeah. What was the last time you had watched it? Uh, eh, probably, probably like a year or two ago, you know, just but cause. Like, yeah, just, just cause I was watching amazing friends, you know? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I wasn't familiar with this one, so I think mm-hmm. we have sort of different takes on it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no nostalgia for me. I, I honestly don't remember now. I think we're, it's safe to say, cause we're wrapping up this series. I don't remember any specific single mm-hmm. episodes. Mm-hmm. I just remember the overall like tone. Yeah. I, of course I remember the opening. And, uh, you know, the characters, but yeah, sure, I don't, sure. I don't remember this or, or any episode specifically. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Was this uh, your introduction to X-Men then? Yes. Yes. Okay, so that holds a place in your heart then too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, After, yeah. I mean, this, this episode, um, you know, you kind of, yeah, I mean, you, they, they do a nice job here of sort of just introducing the whole X-Men team. Right. And you go, right. and you go through, you go through kind of a lot of little details about how the X-Men work in a, in a, Mm -hmm. in a, obviously a compact form. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I I was, I ate that up when I was a kid and, and it was, it was awesome. So now my introduction to X-Men and we'll talk about this later was the nineties, um, animated series, sure, which we're going to be coming up on kind of around the same timeline Mm -hmm. uh, in our Mm -hmm. next, uh, series. But, um, was was that lineup with that X-Men, which they kind of used again in all the X-Men films that came out in the early 2000s. Right, right. Your mm-hmm. Cyclops, Wolverine, Storm, et, et al. Mm-hmm. Um, was that was that lineup because of Chris Claremont? Did he kind of introduce those X-Men? The, the 90s? The 90s lineup? Yes, yes. Uh, no, really the okay. really this Amazing Friends episode is the is like the, the Chris Claremont, um, oh, okay. you know, okay. uh, 70s, you know, sort of X-Men, all new, all different X-Men reboot. Right, after Uncanny. Um, okay. That, w- you know, it was basically they pushed out the five original X-Men who had been in the book for... Yeah, what maybe twelve years or something okay. like that was okay. never you know and the and the original X Men was never a real big seller for Marvel not right. a, not a lot of people read it, um, but they they kind of like I said sort of rebooted it brought in a whole different team, okay and that's one of the cool things about the X Men is it, it you know since you've got this school for gifted youngsters excuse me it kind of lends itself to having a you know a, a, rotation, a rotation and yeah. people that kind of age in and out of the uh, out of the team um sure. 
but yeah, this is this is sort of the the group, uh, all, albeit missing a few people, uh, right. that um, that sort of really popularized uh, the uh, that title. Um, right, right. Because when I think, I, I always kind of equate you know groups like this with like bands, and when I think like mm-hmm. of a of X Men, I think of a classic lineup. And for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. my X Men classic lineup is the '90s series yeah, into yeah. the the 2000s. So, and that's yeah, the and that's like the um, you know, like the uh, 1991, uh, when Jim Lee was uh was uh, uh penciling X Men, and they uh, so that they had you know they like I said they pushed the original lineup out, and then they went off and had their own title in the late 80s, and then okay. they came back and they had two different X two different X Men books running every month. There were so many X Men they had two teams. Okay. Um, and that was. That was when uh, that was when I was reading X Men ah, the most. Okay, okay. and that's so what the, that's what the animated the, series. But that's the kind of the group that the animated series is based around. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. Where gotcha. where you've got like you've got like Gambit and Psylocke and um uh, uh like you said Storm Cyclops um Wolverine Wolf, uh, Wolverine of course yeah Phoenix yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I, I personally, and I, I know that I jumped down to the X. I'll be honest, I did not really get into the X Men until the first movie, the first, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, movie that we know of. Um, in that when we think of X Men movies with Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. um, so when I think of the X Men, I can't help but think of Wolverine. Yeah, so yeah, for that's sure. why I put in my notes. These are not my X Men, Jason, <laughs> <laughs> because there is no Wolverine. It's and so, Wolverine has been in the series before. It, yeah, right. It's so weird because he was in that he was in that Firestar origin episode. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Granted, With he had an Australian voice. accent <laughs> for some reason. He was that very thick Australian. He was the Crocodile Dundee of the end. Yeah. <laughs> And he was, and wasn't he like stabbing fruit salad with one of his yes. claws? Right, right. He found the claws to be more convenient than really a weapon. <laughs> oh god! But it right. it, it is notable that he was that he was absent from this episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I don't understand the reasoning behind that. And there uh-huh. were also some characters that I had never seen before. Not mm-hmm. to jump too far ahead, but there was the um, sprite. Character? Sprite, sure. Yeah. Who, who is later? Uh, that that's Kitty Pride. Who oh. is who is later? You know, also known as Shadow Cat, and yeah, uh, she goes. She goes by a couple of different code names, I think, over the years. Gotcha. But yeah, yeah, yeah. When they, when they first brought her in, she was like she was a itty bitty little kid. Um, okay. you know, like like compared to the rest of the team. Um, a lowercase X. And and she had yeah, that sprite name was just terrible. It was yeah, really it, stupid. It, yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. pretty on the nose. Yeah. Like yeah. because she's small. Yeah. We right. Get it. <laughs> yeah, we get it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wasn't really familiar with her. And then I'm trying to think if there was well, Thunderbird, but that's a whole other podcast where we could talk <laughs> hours about that. Um I right. didn't know that right. there was an indigenous person. Uh, X-Men and, and uh-huh. maybe maybe because I was watching the Brewers game that they lost to the Braves last night where the fans still do the tomahawk chop, which <laughs> is a whole again a whole other conversation. I might yeah. have been a little bit more on edge about sure, the portrayal sure. of a Native American, an indigenous person. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I hear you. I hear you. Coming off of Columbus Day as well. <laughs> Kind of a whole whole bunch of stuff just sort <laughs> yeah. of coming together here, right? Yeah. Just a perfect storm of oh of, man, of offensive things about indigenous peoples. But they've got you know they they yeah that was a character that they um they sort of uh, debuted 
with that uh, giant size X-Men in 1975. And okay. then, but they killed him off like immediately. Like he, he, he joined the team and it was like literally the next story arc. He was gone. where he, where they, where they killed him off. Um, wow. And that, but then later there is a, uh, a character who, who is, uh, who is Thunderbirds. I forget if it was brother or cousin, but anyway, uh, called Warpath. And he and he's later a part of X Force with Cable, um, okay. and, oh, and kind of in that New Mutants um, uh, era, um, but very similar uh, powers and whatnot. Which, again, not to jump too far ahead, but uh, Thunderbird, <laughs> Thunderbird, even being in this episode because he was—I mean, like he was introduced in 1975 and killed off that same year. This episode is in 1983, so really they got they got nothing to go on other than like, well, let's draw this guy with the cool, you know, like Indian Feather. costume, right? Right, right. <laughs> and, and using using the 80s vernacular. Uh, so 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 he never was back between 1975 and 1983. Like he, no, he didn't, no, wow, no. So it's kind of a deep cut in it's, the X Men lore. It really yeah. is. It really is. And yeah. and the fact that he has like a he 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 has like a shape shifting ability. He mm, never had that in the comic book. Like that wasn't a thing. <laughs> they really flushed out his character <laughs> more than the comic book even did. Right. <laughs> Let's make him even cooler. Where the hell did right? that come from? Yeah, I yeah I was. Uh, and then you sent me, and I didn't go into too deep of a rabbit hole, but you did yeah. did send me Thunderbirds Wikipedia page. Right, uh, real name John Proudstar. Right, uh, problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Just a notch away from being called Dances with Wolves or something. Right. Um, but he's still in the comics now. It sounds like is that is that right from what you have researched? I I don't know. It could. It, I mean, he might have he might have come back. Uh, you know, in in like, you know, more of these uh, multiversey, you know, alt uh universe things or or uh what have you. Right. Um, yeah. But I and also isn't isn't Thunderbird a car? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Ford Thunderbird. Yeah, that's what mm -hmm. I thought. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, my dad had a uh, <laughs> when I was uh, in uh, late in grade school. My dad had a '78 T Bird. Ah, it was the first car that my that I remembered my parents having that had a sunroof. Ooh, mm -hmm. high rollers. And high and it was it was not a power sunroof. It had a it it oh, had crank. a it had a crank like yeah like a, like a window used to have like a window used to car. have yeah yeah but you'd <laughs> right. put you know up on the roof and you'd crank yeah. it around and then and then the, the sunroof would go back yeah the, the Thunderbird became more aerodynamic when you cranked open that window right just, right it really just did flew out at that point Woo. yeah yes. telling you yeah mm -hmm. so yeah I was surprised to see who they picked with the X Men but really happy to see the X Men. Um, mm -hmm. I'm with you, Jason. I think this show really sparkles and shines when the X Men are brought in. I like I like the team up with the amazing friends and and them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and it you know it was it's so easy to uh, tie them in, obviously with uh, uh, Firestar and Iceman. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I liked. Um, I also liked like the, um, the 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 thing that they seemed to work the most on. Uh, if you, I don't know if you'd agree with me or not, was those danger room sequences at the beginning. Yes. The simulations, um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, like even like the backgrounds for the mansion and stuff like that when they're walking around and, and through these traps and stuff like that. Very, very ordinary, like looks like, you know, just recycled animation backgrounds. cells right. and, and backgrounds right. that they're just painting new characters on. 
Um, yeah. But that danger room stuff was was kind of nifty and um, a good way to get started. I thought so too. And I, I actually, not to give anything away, if you've not watched the episode, pause this and, and watch it. But I also thought the animation really came to life in the Maze of Madness. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that was like a different level of animation that you didn't really see in any of these shows. Sure, sure. That mm-hmm. was really interesting to me. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, the, um, uh, yeah, uh, so the, yeah, Danger Room uh, stuff uh, goes on. They had, the Spider-Man uh, goes in the Danger Room and that's when they realize something is amiss right. uh, in the mansion. And um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to call you out and uh, 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 correct you on your uh, notation of the villain here. Oh, <laughs> Siberiad. So I was saying Siberia, right? right. Siberiad, because right. Cy- he's a because he's a cyborg. Ah, um, okay. he doesn't hail from the desert, right? Okay, right. And now is he made up for this, or is yeah, he a yeah, real- it was okay. totally, okay. totally just um, a one-off Amazing Friends character. Yeah, I kind of figured that with the name Nathan Price. I thought, well, mm-hmm. is that a generic <laughs> right name? You know, right? They they, they wrote that in in ten seconds. <laughs> and um, I I I noted how how much they were doing just sort of um, you know, uh, scary sci-fi buzzwords like you know like cyborg and matter anti like what it yes like, what it what i anti-matter wrote it matter maker or something i like wrote that. it down and i realized now that i didn't put it in my notes but i had jotted it down while i was watching uh the episode and uh anti-matter he his experiments were to th- this is a quote the as firestar is recounting it mentally fuse matter with antimatter <laughs> What the hell does that even mean? I don't know, and I don't know if that's necessarily going to make bad things. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that is nothing. But. Right, right. I mentally am going to move my pen to nowhere. Right. Done. Whatever, but it sounds it sounds dangerous, doesn't it, it does, Ryan? Because yeah, because you got antimatter and the fact that he's doing it mentally. Yeah, look out. <laughs> Watch out! <laughs> oh, there's there's holograms, there's plasma bubbles. You know, it's yeah. all it's all very it, it it's it all is you know very creepy in a in in a like sci-fi quasi horror kind of way, right? Right. With, mm-hmm. with which this show has kind of leaned into things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we saw we see a little bit more of the sort of I don't want to say campy, but a little bit more sci-fi e horror film stuff. Uh-huh. Than we did in the Spidey eighty one series for sure, you know, like mm-hmm. with the giant bugs and the you know more more of a reference to space. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like more yep. of like the fifties drive in movies <laughs> yes. are an influence here. You know, absolutely, absolutely. So so yeah, Siberiad is right out of there. You know, I mean, yes, Siberiad. He's, he's a uh, he, so he's a he's half man, half machine. I I they 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 do in that flashback sequence. Um, uh, you know where Firestar is is recounting her relationship with him, right? Um, and what happened in the experiment? Apparently, when you get when you get hit with antimatter, just half of your body turns into a black, empty shell. Yeah, right. Right. I mean, that you, can, you that you can later robotify. That's right, that's right. essentially what happened. It doesn't kill you though. You can live no, like that. You can yeah. live that way as long as you build <laughs> some robot robot, robot parts. <laughs> as long as you have a half a robot on hand. <laughs> gonna be, be fine, fine. <laughs> um the, the, this is one of the 
points that I thought was really weak in this episode, and and I don't know if you think it's nitpicking or not, but like the the relationship that Firestar has with this character, I totally get you know wanting to relate it back to the Amazing Friends, but I mean I wasn't I wasn't buying it at all, and like it, sort of it the was so brief. And, and the and the sort of faked sincerity of of her feelings and the way that she and Peter discuss it, um, again very briefly. I think there's like two or three lines of dialogue. Right. Um, it's just like I'm like whatever. That well, I, I don't she, buy it. Didn't she say like in the flashback within the first five seconds of the flashback, I had never fallen in love before. Right. I, I was taken aback, like, is she in love now? Right. <laughs> or is she right. just saying, like, that's where I was in my life. I uh-huh. have not yet fallen in love. Still wouldn't until 20 years from now. But <laughs> <laughs> she, it, because there was, like you said, there was no, like, sort of motivation for a love story, mm-hmm. except for what they showed us on the scene of, like, if we play, I, I put in the notes, like, BG sound-alike music in the background right. with a montage from Love Story. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The kids will put two and two together and say, oh, they love each other. Right, right. <laughs> but those that's the only evidence that I saw. It certainly wasn't through the dialogue or the action of the characters. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, you know, I don't know, was it would it be like less believable that he would that that he Siberiad would want to vengeance on Firestar if she had just been like a, a colleague, like a like a research colleague or something like that, who was right. who was there with like him when had, the experiment went had, awry. I mean, right? Uh, or if she would have been like 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 you said, a colleague or a partner who was like, "This is a bad idea. Stop it. I can't help you anymore." Right. 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 Did they really think? Well, the only way that he'd want revenge is was a lover's. Right. Right. Wow. But I don't know. And I don't know. And yeah. and, and and the <laughs> scorning of robots. You know. I mean, it's uh, yeah. It's a thing. It's uh, it's dangerous. It's really yeah, dangerous. It's going to start the robo apocalypse. That's that's <laughs> how it starts is mm-hmm. with with jealous ex lovers. <laughs> <laughs> but only half, only half, only right. half robot, half robot, half half, half uh, angry. And 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 it, and we we find out later he um the, the, there is a conflict in that uh in that cyborg right like yeah nathan price seems to have moved on and he's like he's like i forgive her and the robot's like no you don't right right yeah it was i'm I'm re-watching the lord of the rings trilogy slowly but getting my way through there so this Mm -hmm. is heavily in my mind sure i was i was thinking of the scenes i don't know if it's return of the king or two towers where Gollum is talking to himself Oh yeah, and he's mm-hmm. and one half is saying do it, one half is saying don't. Mm-hmm. I, I I liked that aspect of of Siberiad. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Am I saying it right? Yeah, Siberiad. Okay, S- right. Siberiad. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. I'll call him Siberia Ed. <laughs> that way, <I'll> remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I liked that aspect of it, and I wish they would have shown more of that because yes, he would have had some depth. You know? I, I agree. I agree. Because, uh, yeah, that's that's something you kind of we get in that one scene where he sort of has some internal conflict. And then and then at the end, uh, whatever, uh, believe it or not, faithful listener, uh, the amazing friends win um, at the at the end. Spoilers, Jason, <laughs> at the end, when Siberia has subdued and he's yes. like, I still love you, Firestar, because the robot has died. But the man right, w- right. was like ebbing away or whatever. Um, sure. He always has letters. Yeah, like that. something like that. Um, yeah, but those those are the only two moments where that even comes up. Um, right. You're right. It would have been it would have been more interesting if we had seen some more of that. Um, yeah. Although, if we had seen more of it, we would have seen less of another aspect I kind of liked, which was the uh, this sort of 
I, I again, I, I guess it's a little bit of a of a uh, 50s sci-fi trope where it's like the um, the the mansion itself, like the like the X-Men's home sort of turns against them. Right. I mean, it, yeah, Siberia yeah. is obviously p- turning the knobs and pulling the switches, but it's like yep. they're they're in danger because of their own. Uh, because of their own like security measures and their their booby traps and stuff like that that have all been um, set up uh, right uh, set up and now are are working against them. Yeah, yeah, and I did like that aspect of it, and and I like like you said, and in your notes too, it's very cool that this entire conflict can take place in the walls of the X Men mansion. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. that you know the the mansion turns against itself, and then Siberia shows up there. Like they don't have to go thwipping through the night to to solve a a mystery or a crime this week that it's, mm-hmm. it comes to them, which I, I thought that was kind of a refreshing change of pace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Um, and the, and the way that this works, you know, I mean, we, we get that, uh, we get that realization of the whole team that things have, have gone bad and, and Siberia has his reveal while they're in the danger room. And mm-hmm. then, and then the, the rest of the episode is like three groups of them moving through the mansion, eventually trying to get to the top floor uh, to to uh, get the bad guy. One thing I was I didn't put in my notes, but I, I think about I was a little disappointed. Nightcrawler is one of the better X Men. Agreed. And he's like taken off the board first thing, you know, like yeah, and 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 easily defeated. Mm-hmm, like you think mm-hmm. he'd be able to beat that <clears throat> that what what doesn't he like put him in like a like a capsule kind of the, thing? And the plasma bubble. The the that, capsule the, the capsule thing was where he was creating the holograms. Oh, not holograms! Right, right, right. And this it, yeah. guy's a villain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got <laughs> you got to remember how they were pronouncing it too. Holograms. Holograms. Exactly. <laughs> holograms. Um, so he was the first X Men to be taken off the the batting order, right? Right. Was, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was like, I'm just going to teleport up to the uh, uh, up to the uh, attic or whatever, and Siberiad is like, nope, plasma bubbled. <laughs> yep. He was ready for that. And, and- you got bubbled. <laughs> you know whatever but that makes me think then too you know you're because you you kind of subbed certain x-men in and out of this uh of this show if like if they from a um i'm thinking of this again from a writing aspect well you've got this x-man with a really cool power where he he can move around through uh through space kind of at will and jump around through these traps and so on if that's too complex for the story you're writing, why didn't you why did you put him in there even? Just take him out, right. put Wolverine in instead. Put a different put a different X-Men in that can yeah. do something that you mm-hmm. want him to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I could have throughout this episode, I was imagining like who would I have gotten rid of mm-hmm. and put in Wolverine instead. Sure. I, mm-hmm. I ended up ultimately deciding Sprite. <laughs> but, <laughs> more of a seven up kind of guy, I guess. But, um, I just I wanted to see I wanted to see Wolverine, but you're absolutely right, Jason. Like, yeah. Not just from like a fanboy perspective, but from mm-hmm. like a logistical standpoint. Mm-hmm. Why write yourself into a corner that much? Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, but it, it there is uh, we do get ample opportunity for each of the X Men that uh, they kind of get in a, a jam uh, either in a group or when they get separated. Every X Man gets to sort of have a little exhibit of their powers. Yes, um, yeah, show and, off a bit. And, and again, as, for for uh, four-year-old Jason, um, that was awesome sauce. Pretty great, pretty great. Loved yeah. seeing the superpowers being used. And, 
-hmm. And I think especially, I saw this in your notes, but I'll tell the listener, I think you can say that especially with Cyclops. Oh my God. You, you, you loved, you loved eyes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it was when I was a kid, but I just remember, man, if you could shoot stuff out of your eyes, that was awesome. <laughs> and ironic because when, when David Bruce Banner turned to Hulk, you would see it in the eyes first, and that's when you knew, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. <laughs> you had kind of a fixation on eyes. I guess eyes. I Good really did. Bad, I guess yeah. I really did. You know, I guess, I mean, Superman, you know, shot the heat vision out of yes. his eyes, right? Yep, yep. There must have been some other character on a cartoon somewhere that I liked that, like, that shot rays out of his eyes or something like that that I that might be just thought was so neat. Yeah. Watching eye, eye superheroes. Eye work. superheroes, yeah. <laughs> All the eye I, powers. I think I think my fascination with superheroes was when they would go from normal to superhero. Oh, when they would turn when they would when they would turn, kind when, of transform when, or open their yeah, shirts exactly. or when Superman would open the shirt in the phone booth or uh -huh, when, you uh -huh. know, uh, Hulk hulked out. Like that was mm -hmm. for me always like my favorite part. Yeah. There was one show, this is totally off topic, but if we could ever find it, you'll have to look into it. There was one show where a kid became a car. And that was like <laughs> I was really into that, like heavy. <laughs> for one summer and I would run around to the playground pretending to turn into a car. That's great. I don't know if this rings any bells for you at all, but I was like, how awesome would it be if I could become a car? <laughs> and really all I could do is go faster. Like right. I, I don't even have like a, a cranked sunroof built into my car. You'd be like a Dodge Aries. <laughs> yeah, I'd be a K car. Yeah. Oh, I, I would be known perfect. for my gas mileage and <laughs> right. comfortable interior. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. So if, you find, if any of the listeners find the show I'm talking about, it was on for probably one year, but it was yeah. a kid turns into a car. <laughs> oh, man. I I I feel like I've heard of that, but mm -hmm. I, yeah, I cannot think of what the what the title of it was. <laughs> it might just be called "Kid Turns Into a Car." <laughs> the kid who's a car. Yep, half kid, half car. Oh man, <laughs> um, just kind of uh, jumping off the um, you know the the blow by blow or whatever here. We we've talked tons about the X Men in this episode. Mm -hmm. Did you have any qualms about what our uh? Uh, titular heroes had to do here. Um, oh, there because there was. I mean, Firestar obviously was sort of the the linchpin that moved the, um, uh, moved the things forward for our villain. Mm -hmm. Iceman was just kind of you know tacked on there. Um, yeah, and he actually got called on his stuff. Um, I, I I put in the the notes here. Somebody said like, "This is no time for jokes, Bobby." And that was like his most memorable moment of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of John Goodman with Steve Buscemi and uh, the Big Lebowski. Yeah, Shut yeah, up, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and to me, that's like the only contribution that Iceman had to this episode. He didn't do much else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, and uh, yeah, he really did nothing. Spider Man, obviously, he had his little his little danger room uh, exhibit, and then the the way that the X Men escape from uh the the plasma bubble um at the at the tail end is spider-man uh driven um and also has a has a great line i think for spider-man uh because he he's he he has things all wire, wired up so you see he webs out a like an electrical wire 
and he's yeah. got Colossus, uh, he, who is going to um, uh, touch the plasma bubble and is like kind of uh, wired to it, and and he's he's using his body as a conductor. Um, he, I think, Spider Man says. Uh, uh, as they say at department stores, charge it, lady. Charge it, lady. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, that was... <laughs> even even 40 years later, that's a funny line. That's a good joke. <laughs> They're always saying that in department stores, regardless the gender of your cashier. Charge it, lady. There's t-shirts. It's everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do remember that vividly. That was great. But there, but other than that, I mean, it was it was it was real, real heavy on X Men. Um, I, yeah. obviously, I've you know you can tell it didn't really bother me. I love the X Men. Oh, same. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just there, there wasn't loads for the Amazing Friends to do here. Agreed. I don't know if they were underused though. I mean, I never once felt like this was an X Men episode, like in the sense that like I was watching a show in the X Men universe. They mm-hmm. did feel like guest stars, and yeah. I did write in my notes that, of course, Firestar has to have the final showdown. But mm-hmm, then, because mm-hmm. this was 1983, Spider-Man is still there to like be the shoulder to cry on. Like at one sure. point, she's mm-hmm. like Angelica's like leaning into Spider-Man and, and sniffling on his shoulder. Right. So right. he's you know he's still the hero here. Let's not let's Let, not get yeah. it twisted, kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I really like all of them together. I think if I if there would have been more of the X-Men, like. Mm-hmm more like numbers of x-men yeah that it might have detracted from the main story a little bit more yeah, in our heroes yeah. but i thought it was a good balance all in all mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I can i can go along with you there uh, yeah the that's one of the things that kind of becomes unwieldy about the x-men in general right and and one of the so reasons many. you've got so many like mutant comic books right that marvel runs out month after month is because there's so many fucking characters there's right just, exactly there's just tons and tons of them I, I, and i i feel like five or six is like that's that's like the dream peak, team the the peak number you can have and right. still sort of feel like you're in touch with all of them um right you, right right you get more than that it's just a mess yeah, yeah. exactly and i think we saw that in the cinematic universe as well with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one-off characters some of them are in the marvel cinematic universe some of them aren't and then we got it all together and days of future past which was great mm-hmm. and then apocalypse is also a movie <laughs> <laughs> um where it's just so many characters uh, yeah, thrown, yeah you know everything but the kitchen sink are kind of thrown in yeah so, yeah. yeah yep yeah um but uh the other thing the other thing that i uh, i threw out there um I, I just as something to ponder uh, because it is kind of just this, this exhibit of uh, of all these characters, uh, do you think there was ever any uh, idea or um, intention uh, on the production staff? Like, eh, maybe we could do an X-Men show. Like, you Oh, know, I think so. You think absolutely. so? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Because we kind of got that with Hulk, right? Because he mm-hmm. shows up in mm-hmm. the Spider-Man series and then he has his own show, which I know we're going to touch on a little bit later on. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I... I I I thought of that like because this is around the time where we got kind of a reiterate like a resurgence of Marvel popularity mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. thought boy the X Men would make a really good series in the eighties as well but yeah it was yeah. not to be I mean there was a there was the nineties series mm-hmm. that we all know and love mm-hmm. but was was there something in between like did X Men ever have a series of their own before that but uh, before the before the nineties series yeah. no yeah no okay. Didn't think so. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I know like Fantastic Four did mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we got Hulk and Spider-Man. So yeah. What right. did you think? Do you think they were trying to kind of shoehorn a backdoor pilot here? 
I I don't know if they I don't know if they intended it necessarily, but I'm sure that they. I'm sure that if the if I think this was show was on NBC, I'm sure that if NBC yes. had said, "Hey, let's do a let's do a X Men show," they would have been like, "Yup, definitely let's <laughs> green light it. Let's definitely go. do an X Men yeah. show." You know, and maybe yeah. then we would have seen Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. Maybe. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but boy, so many X Men animated shows since then, right? Like that that oh, '90s yeah. series obviously was a huge uh, critical and. Uh, um, commercial success, and then um, I, I've, I just off the top of my head, I can think of like four other X Men cartoons that there have been, regardless of how long they were. You know, some of them yeah. were, were really short lived, and uh, some of them were kind of meant to be that way or, or not. But um, and aren't there still some live action series that are running in the X Men universe? Like, was the Mutants or one of those? Oh, yeah. Or what was the, the one that was on FX? The the one on F- the- FX had Legion a That's few years back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was that they they did a nice job with that where they just they kind of um, uh, put a bow on it after three seasons. Oh, okay. I, I, I thought they did really well there. And then they had that show uh, Gifted. Yes. On yep. which I think was on just you know uh, Vanilla Fox. Okay. <laughs> um, like with with kids, which is also that's also a fun way to do X Men. Yeah, you know, agreed, like with agreed. um uh with like teenagers who are coming to terms with uh, their uh their abilities and stuff like that. So yeah, it's yeah. it's it's ripe uh it's ripe uh, for uh for storytelling. That's for sure. Well, and I think now in 2021, kids feeling alienated and and others. I'm using air quotes is something that's even more universal than it was in 1983 with the LGBT, LGBTQ plus community with social media and mm-hmm. how it's basically just ruining our society. Like, right, you know, right. ki- kids feel like outsiders a lot of the times. And I think that they see things like the X-Men and they feel like, oh, I can relate to that. And that mm-hmm. is more mm-hmm. that is more like easily translated when they're that age when they're high school kids yeah, when they're yeah. when they're adults it's kind of like well now they're they just need to kick in butt because they're superheroes mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. yeah so, for sure yeah for sure yeah um so you know end of the day here um i i still like this episode i gave it uh in my in my review here or in my notes to you i i gave it a little bit lower mark i'll give it i'm gonna give it three radioactive spiders i think i think solid effort uh the the firestar siberiad thing knocks it down a little bit uh, a peg for me if it if if that had like made more sense or been fleshed out better I would have given this a four, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a three. Yeah, I gave it a four because I really enjoyed it. I really thought it was a lot of fun. I, I thought it was just great seeing X-Men. And I might have I might have been a little bit more generous than I normally am because I was just excited to be doing this yeah, with you again, yeah, Jason. Sure. So mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it was like nostalgia for six months ago. Um, <laughs> right, right. So it was it was that might have been part of it. But yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with it more. I was never bored and I've watched some of these episodes in both Spidey 81 and amazing friends where I've been bored. I, I wasn't in this one. I was mm-hmm. entertained the whole time. So yeah, yeah. I give it a high mark. I yeah. can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah. Uh, well that's, that's fantastic. Um, and the, and the next episode is the final one, mm-hmm. uh, for amazing friends. It's uh mission. Save the guard star. And we get, uh, we get the appearance of, uh, and mention of, uh, shield 
and a and yes. a and a yeah. agent of Shield who is not Nick Fury, right? One um, of the other agents that you've probably never heard of, <laughs> and probably won't again. But uh, exactly. that's that's what that's how we're going to close it up uh, on this uh, on series the big series finale. Now, mm-hmm. before we get to that, um, do you think that they wrote and created this episode knowing it would be the last one from from the asking you because you've watched this whole series more recently than I have? I doubt it. Okay. I, I just like Spidey eighty one. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think um, I think hopes were uh, I think hopes were probably high to keep going, but um, yeah, yeah, it was not to be. Wasn't to be. So, but we will we will have one one more fun episode to watch next week. Yeah, and then we're closing in real fast on uh, uh, 90s Spider Man. So it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be fun. It's gonna come real quick. Looking forward. Great to talk to you again, buddy. Um, You too. Welcome back. We'll do it again next week. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Thanks for listening to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app. Follow us on Twitter at BKO Radio and like the show on Facebook. You can reach us by email, spideyfanspodcast at gmail.com. Most importantly, if you enjoyed it, share with a friend.